Tonight, do you have a house phone? Who's the funeral actually for? And Tootsie Rolls, complete joy or Satan's work? All of this tonight on Brilliant Observations. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Brilliant Observations. I'm Jessica Kupferman. With me, as always, the lovely and beautiful and brilliant Melissa Brilliant and our producer, John, what the hell is his name? John Jamingo. Oh, see, I thought I was the brilliant and beautiful. Beautiful? Guess not. You are both brilliant and beautiful in your own way, John. Oh, thank you. Not that I was fishing for a compliment. Not at all. You're just casting. You're just hoping something would I was catch. Throwing a line out. <laughs> That's right. Ladies, how you been? It seems like it's been forever that we've been together, but oh my goodness, the drama, mamas. It has been a while. It's been, I think, two or three weeks it since has. the three of us have convened for this joy. Yep, that's true. We have had a lot of stuff that we need to share with you. I had things last week to share and... I couldn't really share the good stuff because, you know, I had a kid. So, well, I mean, what am I asking? She asked me questions just like if a genie came to you and oh, that's asked adorable. you a question, but in a way that a genie doesn't, uh, like if you ask, can't ask for more wishes and he can't say, well, I want to be rich. And then he makes you named Richard. Yep. Now people are going to call you rich. Like, so a genie doesn't get tricky with you. How do you ask? Oh my God, stop it. <laughs> Just stop. I don't even think that quickly anymore. So I can't. Just shush. That's really cute. Yes. Though. So Isn't here it? we are again. But what here I have to say are. is that Mar- Mallory did a great, great job. She was amazing on the microphone. She's very, very talented. It's true. She's cute. She's um, creative and she's cute. So we'll see if she's interested in starting a podcast and, and doing something. Was after this. she when she was done? Did she express any kind of interest in that? She loved it. She loved it. She, she did. Said, if you ever need a sub, you let me know. And I said, okay, then maybe you should create content for a child <laughs> and not would you rather's that are for very grown up people. <laughs> so let's change. I mean, it. that is better. Yeah. 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 That would be good. Mm-hmm. That would be good. So here we are weeks later. Um, Jess, you have been to actually Jess and John, you have both been to a funeral since we were last together. Unfortunately, yes, sadly, yes. that's true. Well, you know how I love death. Putting the fun in funeral? Yeah. So my aunt passed away suddenly for me. I didn't realize she was in the hospital or as sick as she was. And I didn't get a chance to see her before she passed. Mm. So that was tough. And the thing about it is that I was really more emotional for this one than I was for either of my parents. And it kind of shook me. That's weird. Yeah. And the reason was because... I had time with my mother. I knew she had cancer. I knew she was passing. You know, I knew I could prepare for it. My father, when he passed, he passed suddenly. But I had so much to do afterwards that I didn't have time. You know, I had to get all of everything ready and everybody was looking at me. What are you going to do? I'm like, how the hell do I know? I've never planned one of these things before. I'm going to order some food. I'm going to pick a suit. I'm going to. Right. So it's true. It can prevent you from really grieving because you are too so busy. You don't really think about what you're doing. And my aunt was like my second mother. I mean, she she was always there for me. And I felt like I let her down. And I'll tell you what, that one really choked me up. And it was tough. Why? Why would you? Well, feel you because, well, well. Uh, for a bunch of reasons, but I don't want to get into that. I don't want to drag. Okay. We don't Fire need that. Enough. We don't need that nonsense. We here. don't need that nonsense. So, either. but I found myself like emotional and tearing up when I, you know me, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't engage with death. You're like, oh, I'll be over here. Yes. Far, far away. Yes. I, I think that shit's contagious. Right. <laughs> I don't want in on that at all. <laughs> it's not contagious that I know of, but that would be cool or weird if it was. Pregnancy also is frighteningly contagious it seems like well i don't have to worry about catching that when people are pregnant i'm usually like go stand over there i don't want to have anything to do with you i don't want to hear your noises i don't want to catch you know what happened thank you but the nice thing all right so the nice thing about funerals is you get to see people that you haven't seen in a long long time my brother-in-law and all my nephews came in my nephew flied in from san francisco went to the viewing did you say flied he did let him go he's grieving let him go he flied in Flew. What? He flew in. Either or. No. No, it's not. <laughs> no. 
it's not. It's not either or. It's flu. I, I love that he said either or. Like <laughs> you say potato, I say something that's totally wrong. But either hey, or, potato, you said I potato. Say Google. You say potato. Same. I says potatoes. Potatoes is a potato. You dumbass. So my potatoes, my potatoes yes. flew flown in. Flown in. I can't even say it right. What I say? Flew. He flew Blue. in. Well, okay. He flew in. I don't know what I said before, Thank but you. Okay. flied. You said he flied. He in. flied in like a. He flied in like a like we were shagging fly balls, and uh, he was here for one day, and then he oh. flew home. Good job. So, so <laughs> yeah, so I got a chance to see them, and we got you know some family together, and it was nice. Now the hard part is to go. You know me. I don't know how to handle it, so I have to go see my cousin. Now that this is all over, because I want to hang out with him a little bit, and my uncle, who's who's still there, and and try to make a norm, you know, make a normal life out of this again, because it's a big hole. She was, um, she was a big force in our family. I think she'd like it if you called her a big hole. That's no, nice. I didn't say. She, I said there, there's a big <laughs> hole. She's not. a When big I hole. go, say that about me too. I'd love it. Oh, you're a big I hole. Say right? that about you. <laughs> 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 all right, touche. I'll take Any it. Any hooser. Mm-hmm. Um, so mine was for my grandmother and similarly, she was a really big force in the family, but I think, uh, so it was really my mother, I think that used to keep the family really tightly connected together. And then she died like 15, 16 years ago. So once that happened, um, I got to get the full force brunt of their crazy, like her mother and her brothers and sisters. And so she shielded you for years. She shielded me from a lot of crazy shit. And so when she died, like I had to get the full brunt of it. And so, um, you know, like through that time period, I stopped talking to one of her younger brothers, um, her sister, you know, I just lost touch with her brothers and sister. And then the grandmother was the only one I really spoke to. And every time I spoke to her, she would say, well, first of all, the same stories every time. One was that I was going to inherit this ring that I couldn't have until she was dead. And then, I mean, she has been telling me that though since I was 10. So when I finally had it on my finger, I was like, that's real. I can still hear her saying like, you can't have it till I'm dead. And then uh, she would always talk to me about losing weight. She would always talk to me about what a beautiful baby I was and how she l- has been in love with me since the very first day she saw I me. Mean, it's the same way, same story, same time, everything. So I was really dreading the funeral. First of all, I mean, I went to hospice, so it did kind of like, it did kind of like smooth the pavement for going to this funeral because I was really, I did not want to go to the funeral, but I didn't really want to go to hospice either. And so my sister was with me for hospice. So going to the funeral by myself seemed a little less daunting. Plus Nate came with me, which was nice. Now, I didn't even get to tell you about hospice really, did I? Oh, yeah, you did. We talked about did hospice. I? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so we talked about how my grandfather was trying to show his uh, DVD of his memoirs, yep. right? Uh, yep. Okay. At the funeral, basically, they had an introduction from the interfaith minister, and then they played a song, their their song, that there was like their love song. And it was, Hello, Is It Me You're Looking For by Lionel Richie. Oh so my like, God. This is like my funeral. So like, I have to tell you, because it's such a meme, and because I, I like, I had to bite my face to keep from laughing. Yeah, it's great. Because, and I mean, like, meanwhile, I'm like, Vince is sobbing in the front row, just absolutely sobbing. And I'm like... Hello. Like it was. <laughs> Who's going to be rate me now? What happens? What's going to go on now? Is it me you're looking for? Like it was like it was painful and kind of I don't want to say inappropriate, but it's like she had a lot of gr- grandchildren. Like they all had to hear her love song. Like that was weird. And then my my aunt stood up. This is the youngest of the four. Is my aunt Judy and uh. She started set out by saying what a generous, giving, wonderful woman she was. And then it turned into how Judy was going to be lost without her. And then it turned into what a prince Vince was for taking care of her and sticking by her and how he never left her side. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, it's not his funeral. Like, what the fuck? Like, like, so far, everyone was like commenting on what a great guy Vince was. And he is a great guy, but it wasn't his fucking funeral. So then when she opened it up for other people to go stand up, of course, I went. Of course. I can't resist a microphone and an audience, right? So I went. Did you do a tight five? I did a tight five. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Uh, That's exactly what I did. First, I was like, you know, I just thought I'd give a perspective of what it was like to grow up in this family. Like, I'm not one of her kids, but, you know, I remember her from when I was very little and 
you know, she was a young grandmother. She was my age when I was born. And I mean, I'm not going to repeat the whole thing, but basically I was just like, you know, she was a difficult lady. And, you know, she said what she thought you needed to hear, even if it was painful to hear. She would rather tell you than keep it to herself. Maybe she couldn't keep it to herself and like they would laugh. And then I was like, you know, I remember when she met Vince that, you know, my mom, there was a lot of whispering like, is it okay that she like is going to marry this guy? Don't say anything. Just let them get married. Then she'll be off our hands. We won't have to deal with it anymore. Just let them go. Let them get married. And like I had everyone in there roaring, like especially my uncle who doesn't talk to me anymore. But like even he couldn't help it because it's true. Like we were all just like, just don't say anything. Just let her marry him. It'll be her his problem, not our problem anymore. And then after that, it seemed like I just wanted to give people permission to be a little bit more real about this woman who was a giant fucking pain in the ass. From the second she was born to the second she died, she gave everyone an earful of shit constantly. She was constantly yelling at people to stop taking attention away from her. Like she she was loving and she was all those things. But like, John, take Jessica off of my eulogy list, please. (laughs) I just I just felt like everyone was. Come on, Melissa. You weren't you weren't Joan fucking Crawford in Mommy Dearest. This woman beat the fucking hell out of all four of her children. Wire hangers. My father refused to go to this funeral because he was just like, I saw way too much of her when I was alive. I don't have to go now, so I'm not gonna. He was like the things the things he saw picking up my mother for dates. He said he was terrified, horrified for all four of them. So. So you asked the question for whom? Oh, thank God I got it out. For whom is the funeral? So it wasn't for Vince. I mean, but yet everyone seemed to want to talk about him. And I mean, I, I just wanted to be like, hey, she was my grandmother. She was a pretty good grandmother. She was, a, you know, she said Sounds things it. that were painful to hear. But she taught us how to dance. She taught me how to pose for pictures. She never left without a wig and makeup on full face to her house. Never, ever. I never saw her without makeup ever. Nobody is all good or all bad. And I just kind of want to be like, let's be real. This woman was, you know, difficult. And then, you know, and then after me. Her niece stood up and she was like, hi, I'm Barbara. I'm her sister's daughter. Boy, did she hate me. And then everyone started (laughs) laughing again. But like that would have never happened, I think, if I hadn't been like, hey, this is, you know. So was it a service or a therapy session? It was not therapy. She hated my she hated her niece because they had to move in with her for a little while. And they were both 10 and Barbara was cuter. and She didn't like that. So anyway, (laughs) the point is like then we leave the funeral. And we go back to my grandmother's house for whatever shiva thing is happening. And what does my grandfather Vince do? He's not really my grandfather. Did he get a chance to play the DVD? He put in the DVD (laughs) on a giant TV at full fucking volume. Full volume. Thank God he got to play that DVD. Again. Well, well then he, then my sister sends me a text yesterday that says, so Vince sent me the earrings that I was supposed to get. And, and she sends me a picture and it's the fucking DVD. She sent him, he sent her a copy of the well, fucking DVD. Well, she didn't get a chance to see it. She should have told him she did. I told him I did. And then he was like, what's on there? And I'm like, you were in the military. Like, I just made shit up based on what I knew. You were in the military. Anyway, so the funeral was weird. And then the Shiva was annoying. But I did get to hang out with my cousins, um, all my first cousins who I've some of them never spoken to ever in my life and we all drank whiskey together so that was cool but you know it was funny like my dad was like so what's all the drama how was the shiva and i was like well the person who creates drama is dead so it was fine it was just good it was just it was just peaceful yeah it was just peaceful so you guys both in the last couple of weeks got to see pretty much one whole half of your family. You really got like yes. a, a mini family reunion in there. Yes. And so did my kids this past weekend. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, we've been planning for, you know, it was Father's Day. Wait, John, did you have to cook? Did you grill out for Father's Day? No, uh, we had barbecue brought in. Well played. That was your big complaint that you had to do all the work on Father's right. Day. Well played. Um, so Father's Day and then it's Stuart's birthday <laughs> and the day after Stuart's birthday is his father's birthday. So blah, blah. Dad's turning 80. So we all had to prepare. I think we talked about this. We all had to prepare something to say for his 80th birthday. Ooh. Right. Ooh. So Stuart's excellent with public speaking when it comes to business. Of course he is. Well, when it comes to business, but on the sticky side we kind of try to leave shticky to mommy. Like we really, that's kind of one of the rules in our house. And the same kind of goes for the kids. So I wrote a couple of speeches or helped punch up 
should I say, a couple of speeches for Stuart and at times for Ethan. And we were driving to the Poconos, which is a full day, get the pet sitter three times kind of gig to see his entire family. You getting this? Oh my. His oh entire yeah. family in the middle of nowhere Poconos. In, entire family for this 80th party. On the way there, we hit a deer. Oh, oh damn. And the car was undrivable. We're 13 miles out. Wait, you got in a car accident with your kids? Yes, the four of and us. You hit, and you hit a deer. We hit a deer. How long ago was this? This past weekend, you hit a deer? This was Saturday. So the day after we talked about the market, you hit a deer. Yes, no wonder you've been so we, quiet this weekend. John and I were wondering where the fuck you've been. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's true. It's been a weekend. So we slam Jeez. into this deer. In I'm going to tell you, one of the safest cars on the road because we went, uh-uh. are you okay? I'm okay. Are you okay? I'm okay. Uh, the deer, not okay. Uh, the car, not okay. So it immediately the coolant just drained right out of it. And the cars, all these alarms going off like, pull over, jackhole. You cannot drive this vehicle. It is over. But when you're in the middle of nowhere. You want to keep going, certainly. Yeah, who are you going to call? What are you gonna, like, exactly. No, he has <sighs> no cell reception. There's no Wi-Fi. There's no nothing. That's hard. So we hit the SOS button. We went through all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. I don't have a car. And we are 13 miles from our destination, but we were early. And everybody going to this destination is passing us on the highway. <laughs> They're just passing right by us. And we find, we walk, if you walk into the middle of the road, you get one bar. So with that one bar trying not to get killed like a deer, uh, we are calling relatives saying, you're going to pass us at mile marker, blah, 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 on route 402, pull over, give us a ride to the party. Bottom line, who went to the party? Ethan, Mallory, and Melissa. Well, Dang. my husband sat there for three hours with the car, waiting Ugh. for a tow truck, the police. Oh, well, my we were there God. for the police, but the tow truck and to get him back and a car to get him back to to our location at the country club in the Oh, so he didn't even get to do, see his dad's be at his dad's eighth birthday? He missed the whole Why didn't thing. you guys let him do that? Why didn't you stay with it? It's Father's Day. I offered. I offered, and he sure. would. He's wildly chivalrous. He would never leave me in the middle of nowhere with no reception and no egress out of there in any way. Yeah, it was a very so. smart move. I would have done the same thing. That's a sin. So it he missed the entire party. So here's the funny part, because it was awful. It was awful, 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 awful. We get there. Hi. Yeah, I know Stuart can't be here. And everybody, every five minutes, we're Stuart. We're Stuart. Didn't you have another son? We're Stuart. So the speeches, it's time for the speeches. Everybody's eating their bagel and schmear. And it's time for grandpa, you're the best. You're the whatever. So the other siblings go and it's Stuart's turn. So mm -hmm. I thought... You know, my needing my kid, my kids need to have you know some adversity in their lives, right? So I'm mm -hmm. like, you know what, Ethan, you're going to read Daddy's speech. Oh what? my god, you did not do that to that poor kid. And the beginning oh, of the speech, every every speech was about how cheap. I'm sorry, frugal his father is. Every story, my story was he sent us to the 99 cent movie. Be sure to get the big popcorn because they'll refill it for you. Eat it all before the movie. Get it refilled. Get it refilled again. Get extra butter. Got it. Wow. Stewart's story was about how his father, his sex talk for him was handing him a massive bag of 100 condoms when he was leaving for college. And that is creepy as fuck. It's a little disturbing. He said he gave them to him, not in boxes, but just in a plastic bag. They were all types, kinds, colors, flavors, what whatever in this fuck? bag. His father was a pharmacist. Oh, so as he's writing the speech, I said, I said, honey, do you think these were all returned condoms? Like defective returned condoms that he gave you that were all singles, leftovers? Right, right. So I can't have Ethan give that speech. Like I really want to put him in a public speaking, almost uncomfortable position, but not wildly uncomfortable talking about condoms at almost 16 in front of your father's entire family, mostly people you don't know. So I made his brother do it. Wow. He gave the speech and then I went up with the other two, the other two knuckleheads I birthed and we we tr did a tribute and 
And just as the DJ starts playing, we are family, the prodigal son returns and Stuart walks through the, the door out to the tent and, and swarm ever Stuart. I'm like, that's great. That's great. He hit a fucking deer. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. he killed something on the way here and you're all, yeah. you're wait, all wait, singing wait, his praises. Hold on. In other yeah. words, when I go to kill a deer, I go to kill a deer. My intentions <laughs> when I wake up is to go out and end the life of a deer. He had a deer commit suicide. Basically, the deer walked out into the road and he couldn't avoid it because I'm sure he would have if he could have. It was right. like, what's that brown thing? Bang. How come the airbags are out? So, you know, our airbags didn't deploy. I was kind of shocked by that. OK, so he didn't go out. He didn't kill a deer. A deer was killed accidentally by his car. I can't believe that. You're, poor Stuart, that poor guy. You're like really giving him stuff. I would have insisted he get his ass to the Father's Day party. I'd have left the car. I'd have said, take it, don't take it, I don't care. He is so abused, I swear. Yeah. Who is? You know what? Stuart, there's no way I would have waited for that car. I would have got in there and said, if they, if they tow this thing, they tow it. If they don't, they don't. I don't care. What are you talking about? That's my car. That's my that's my baby. It's you your can't just car? leave that in the middle of nowhere. I would have left that right in the middle of nowhere. No, you should have stayed with it. If it's your baby, sh- you stay with he it. He wouldn't let me. He would never uh, let me do first that. First of all, there's no I would have said, listen, this car is junk and I'm going to my father's thing. And if it's here when we get back, we'll worry about it Great. then. Right. And if not, we'll find it or we won't find it. I don't care. It's insured. It's insured. You know, when you have an accident and you call the police, you're not allowed to leave the. the I thought the police were already accident. there. Were you driving or was Stu driving? Stuart well, that's driving. just it. Stuart was driving. But if I was, I would never live this down. Stuart would be like in my ear. I can't believe you killed that deer. We didn't even get the meat. What's going on? His brother made a joke about how there would be like venison for for appetizers or come back to the house afterwards. We'll be serving venison. And he just, they just had such a good time with it. And we did not, it was an incredibly stressful day for us more so than going to a huge family party. It was going to a huge family party with a totally busted car. Then how do you get the car back two and a half hours to where we live? Their local tow guy is probably like, Oh, I'll tow that to the lot. Um, I don't want your lot. I want either, our body guy here in Mainline PA or our dealer or somebody who can fix this car. So where's yeah. the car now? We There's an SOS button on the car. So okay. we opened up and hit the emergency. I've always really wanted to do that anyway. <laughs> this is not <laughs> a good excuse. But I hit the SOS button and like red lights flashed and like it called directly to Land Rover. It called the police first and then it called Land Rover and it, it took care of. But that took over three hours for all of these things. Oh, the tow truck will be there. Call again. At, while standing in the middle of the road, calling again when the traffic dies down. Uh, we never got a call. Yes, you did. I spoke to you. I was the guy on the phone. Fu- so it finally came three and a half hours later and the car is now here in town and tomorrow they're going to go assess it but the battery died the radiator like cracked and everything leaked out it's kind of a mess they have a lot of work to do the front bumper was hanging off a little (laughs) really bad it was ugly yeah you should now you should nickname that car deer hunter oh that's a really weird name for a car (laughs) great name for a movie weird name for a car that's a very Dark joke that you just Yeah, told. so that was our weekend. That was our unexpected, unexpected weekend. And an 80th birthday is a milestone. I tried to talk to Mallory about that last week, what milestones. I said, boys are still having birthday parties, and it's weird at 16. But you, Wait, Jess, celebrated. What boys are having birthday parties at 16? I never heard of Ethan's that. Ethan's 16, and he has friends who said, come over, I'm having a birthday party for boys. For girls, yeah, sweet 16. But for boys, it seems like just yeah. give me cash. Just say it. I want a gift. Give me cash. Yeah. I'm turning yep, 16. Give right. me money. You don't have to come over. I don't have to feed you. Just give me money. Um, but you did have a family birthday that was worth celebrating as a milestone. Jessica. Today, actually, my son is 21. Wow. Oh, no, it's today. Two. It's today. Yep. Wow. It is today. And actually, I'm struggling with it a bit because, of course, Scott doesn't feel well. We were supposed to take him out to dinner and buy him a couple drinks and like... Now that Scott doesn't feel well, I have to figure out how I'm supposed to take him out. Is it just supposed to be me and Nate and Isaac? 
if I just if I leave Isaac home to have dinner with his dad, he's going to be heartbroken that he doesn't get to go have birthday dinner with his brother. But Nate, of course, you know, wants to go to a bar, which we were going to take him to like a bar restaurant, which would have been fine because Scott could have just taken Isaac home and I could have just stayed out with him a little longer. But now I feel like I have to choose between one of the, you know, it's it's hard. Like having these types of situations, like having a five-year-old and a 21-year-old is hard because Nate visits me and like I'm still putting Isaac to bed at eight. And then like the whole night, like I don't really go back down and kibitz because I'm like getting ready for bed. I feel, I don't know. I feel like I'm like straddling two worlds of children, if that makes sense. It definitely is two. Oh, it's totally two worlds of children. It's It's totally two worlds. Whereas you wouldn't have gone upstairs. You could have watched some weird catfish show with him and made fun of people and eaten ice cream. Because if you take out the ice cream and start watching catfish, Isaac is all in and that kid's never going to sleep and you're jacking his schedule so it's who can deal with the disappointment best. Well, and that's usually Nathan, but it's not fair to do that on his 21st birthday. So right. I'm going to take him out. I mean, I don't know if Isaac's going to come or not, or if we should take him out to dinner and then drop him off and then take Nate out to a bar. Well, why doesn't know. he just stay home and hang with dad? And then you'll tell him you'll bring home ice cream or you'll bring home something later, later. I mean, I'm my the kid worships him, though. Like, Can he like, start I, out at home with you? Like. Yeah, uh, well, we were on a karate and then we can drop him off. But like, yeah, like Isaac, all he has to do is look at Nathan and be like, Nate, I love you. You're the best brother. Aww, that's it's so like every sweet. Tw- it's every 20 minutes, though. <laughs> like he's so overcome with love that he has to be like, you're the best. I love you. That's so sweet. Well, I don't want to break his little heart and be like, bye. We're going to birthday dinner without you. Little so. Little kids are wildly resilient. They're wildly resilient and they're also nasty and bitter. So balance that one. Do you also think that my job is to get my son drunk? Am I supposed to buy him shots like his friends would? No, 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 no. Who raised you? Have a drink with dinner. He can. I expect that he will. But like, am I supposed to take him out drinking? I would just say have a drink with dinner, a toast, something like that. But no, no no one does shots with their mom. Huh? A few drinks. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I was thinking. A few drinks. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting them all wasted, but if you order a drink when you're before you order, you have another one with the meal and you want to maybe, I don't know, potentially end with a shot of limoncello. That's cool. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then you can hold his floppy hair back while he vomits in the uh, upstairs. He's not going to please God. Lemon paint thinner. Yeah, that stuff is pretty. It's pretty crazy. Limoncello is pretty crazy. He likes the sweet stuff. So I might even do like coffee with Irish cream in it or something just to like let him taste a bunch of stuff. My wheelhouse. My sister-in-law flies flies to wherever her sons are at their school. Flied? They flied. She flied to see her children on their 21st birthdays. Flied me to the moon. She flown there. And once she flown there, <laughs> she uh, she takes out her kid and like five or six of his friends for dinner and drinks and she, like buys the first round and then tiptoes out. So she's not a part of what happens after that, which I thought yeah. was the perfect plan. Yeah, his friend that his his one friend that lives down here isn't feeling well. Otherwise, I would have taken him and his friend out. Yeah. And just left them out to walk home. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Leave them to walk home because that's Leave the safest way to do it. How about it? Yeah. Or give mom. them your Yuba account, as my father-in-law would say. Yuba. He has Yuba. my Yuba. He has my Yuba okay. account. Yeah. So you see? can take him farther away now and let him Yuba home. I could let him Yuba home. Or I could just Yuba him out there and I could drink myself. There you go. Oh, that would true. work, too. I like that plan. That. Yeah. My yeah, daughter is going to so. be 21 in September. What are you going to do? I'm going to just buy her shots of tequila until she vomits. No, I don't know. We'll take her to dinner, get her a drink, and see what happens. Yeah. And leave her there. Then leave her there. No, I will actually take her home. Yeah, see, it's just weird. Your instinct is to do what you did with your friends when you were 21, but then also it's your kids, so it feels weird. But then also I'm like, he chose to be with us for this birthday celebration. So like exactly what are his expectations? I don't know. Did you ask him? Ask him. It's your birthday, dude. What do you want to do? Ethan's birthday is in a week. He told I me said, he wants to hang what do you out want with for us. your birthday. He just said he wants to hang out with us. There you go. Well, then you should be there and you should. I was the drinking age. It was 18. God, you are old. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I am. You've been Holy drinking crap. a long time. That was a night of debauchery and vomiting. Oh, 
It was horrible. Not me, because because all my friends were on winter session, so I didn't go out with a fucking person on my six. Uh, was it sixteenth? No, ninth, twenty first birthday. Yeah. Oh, I was pregnant. Sorry. No, that's not true either. What did I do? I mean, maybe the fact that I can't remember should say something. But no, it's always my birthday was always during winter break, so no one was usually on campus except me. Oh, okay. It was annoying. Anyway, should uh, should looked me up. I never went home. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I yeah, I never went home. Hey, the phone rang today in my house. Really? And we all looked at each other like, what's that? Do you have a house phone? No. No, we have a number, but we leave it unplugged for this exact reason, because it rings and it's never anybody we want to talk to. So we just don't use it or pick it up. I don't even know what the number is, in fact. Well, the funny thing is now you have to get a number so your cable and internet is cheap. That's right. Which is the stupidest thing I've ever That's right. heard of. Yeah, we have it because we oh, have for Xfinity. bundling? So you- yeah. Yeah. So you have to bundle it. Okay. I don't know what the number is. I don't have a house phone plugged in. I definitely have never, an- I mean, I, because we used to have it plugged in and we would answer and it was always telemarketing. So I just stopped plugging. I just stopped having a phone. Fuck it. I right. don't even know. Why do you even have one plugged in? We've had the same number. Well, we've had the same number for, this is our third, we've got a lot of houses in this state. It's our third house in Pennsylvania. So we've just moved it from house to house to house. And Did, there are people call who, you on it. My mother occasionally calls that. So yeah, really no loss if you have it unplugged. She'll find my cell phone. She'll figure it out. I mean, yeah, she knows your, yeah. When we go out places and they say, put your phone number in like as to identify yourself, we don't like giving out our cell phone numbers because I don't want bullshit calls and texts to that number. So we give that house phone number. Mm. Ah. Don't you get bullshit phone texts and cell phone? Don't you get that anyway? I to get tons se- of spam. Yeah, to I your do. cell phone? Man, my cell phone. There's one that's trying to sell me health insurance now for like a year and a half. Me too. I, I, I cannot get them to, get stop. Them to stop. No. They, they come from different numbers. I, me too. Health insurance. I, they, I wait. I hang on. They answer me. I said, please stop calling this number. I have health insurance. Please. They hang up on me. I call back. I insult their whole family. I this say the why mother, they know you're home. This is why they know you're there and right. they'll keep calling. Stop. Just act like the phone is out of service. No, I have to. At that point, I'm so aggravated. I have to tell the guy that his mother had sex with animals. I mean, I go all in. Oh, yeah. I can't stand it. Th- that is the most infuriating thing because- but it's it, a recording. Whose mother are you talking about? No, no. <laughs> I hang on for the recording because I want it to stop. So then a human picks up the phone and I'm like, hey- I have health insurance. Stop calling me. They hang up. I'm like, you mother, the other word. And then I call them. I immediately call them back. Wait, so so you're okay saying on our podcast that you imply that somebody's mother fucks animals, but you won't say the actual F word one sentence later? So then I call back. I don't get the same guy. I get another guy who has an accent, and I start reaming him. For calling me. He has no idea what I'm talking about. And then I say, Oh, because it's like a call center. Of course he doesn't know what you're talking about. And I say, His mother has had sex with animals. And you know something? Usually people, when you call a person with an accent and tell them their mother's had sex with animals, they do not like it at all. They get infuriated and they engage. And then is when the fun starts. You lost me when you call somebody with an accent. I think I disengaged at that point. I also was a little confused when Jessica said... I disengaged and I call them back. I call them back and tell them their mother... Why? That doesn't even make sense Go back to me. a little further. Jessica was right. It's a computer calling you. Nothing <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's not even a person. What the? Who the fuck are you even mad at? What do you mean it's not a person? They call you and they person. say, if you want to talk to somebody, Hello, press we 1. we have a great deal on benefits today. Yeah, like, and they never... say, call back at this number. So I call to tell them to stop. Oh, Jesus. I call. No wonder then, you get so many calls. Well, because Ooh. I can't. Yeah, there's no way they should be able to call you. There's no way they should be telemarketing anymore. It should be against the law. Yeah, so they say, here's the best way to get rid of it. Buy this $5 app, and it keeps your... You did this before, John. It's not it keeps, $5. It's $24, and I have it. And if for some reason, they've been able to figure out a way around it, which is even more infuriating. He's the one that recommended it to me. Yeah, like the robot that engages Robo with it killer. and keeps it going. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm not buying a fucking app. Stop calling me. Enough. Enough. Robo killer. It's, it's called bonkers. Robo killer. Yeah. Truly bonkers. Yeah. Totally ridiculous. Um, yeah. So the answer is no, we don't have a house. We'd love to hear of the audience. Do you guys have a house phone? Do you keep it plugged in? Does somebody call you on it? Do you actually use it? Or is Melissa just dying to stay in the Stone Age? And actually, given your email address is an AOL email, I would say you're dying to stay in the Stone Age, if you were to ask me. Also, how do you get rid of telemarketers? I am mocking you. I know. For good reason. 
Well, I have had AOL since the Brahms and Bach days of Udell. So do you remember our users were composers? Remember your email address from Delaware at Brahms.com or Brahms, Bach? Yeah, that, yeah, remember? yeah. Mozart, so yeah. From way back then. Um, all right. So I'm the last one with a house phone and yep, an AOL the very address. Last one. You're welcome. So actually, speaking of phones, I have a would you rather for phone addicts if you guys want to play. All right. Well, I have a, I have a little. You have a would you rather for? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Do you not want to do it? No. Spring, spring I, it on us. Do you have a would you rather? Yeah, I put it up there. I have like five of them up, but I'll move mine oh, to next week. Do yours. No, no, no. I didn't know you had one. I thought you were prompting me to do one. Do it. Okay, are you sure? Of course. I feel bad. You should do yours. I will. Next week, I'll do mine. Yeah. For the great. love of God, okay, somebody. The scariest game of would you rather for phone addicts. Question one. Would you rather your phone die before a long journey or have a badly smashed screen for a week? Badly smashed screen for a week for a million. Same with me. Yeah, I will. Yeah, absolutely. Do not let it die before a long trip. I'll just kill myself. I'll just I'll jump take out the fucking gl- car window and die. I'll take those glass splinters in my finger any day over not having a phone. Absolutely the same. Would you rather uh, delete stuff off your phone each day to free up storage or have your battery die at 20% every day? Delete, delete, delete. I'd rather have my battery die. <gasps> I hate deleting shit off my phone. It is so annoying to me to have to do that. I'm with uh, Melissa. I, I don't want my battery to die at 20. I want it to go to 1% all the way down. <laughs> I want 0.5. I'm pretty annoying about 0.25. charging it. Like I have a charging cord in like every plug in the house. So like that doesn't bother me. Let it die. I don't care. Um, all right. Let it die. Let it die. <laughs> Next. Would you rather someone read through your note-taking app or your dating app? I don't have either one of those that I give a shit about. I know that people like to do, like, rants in note-taking. I may have one or two of those, actually. I guess the dating app, because that doesn't exist. They can look at my my note-taking app. I don't know what they would find in it. It would be incriminating, because I just put stupid stuff in there. Uh, Dating app. Check that. Yeah, dating app. They could look at that, too, if they want to. I I have nothing to hide. You know, I haven't used one in forever, but when I did, you can look through it. I don't care. So when Stuart was sitting with my car and we were all Poconoing, he had Mallory's phone and my phone and I had his phone because for some reason he wasn't getting the one bar in the middle of the road. Only she and I were. So we left him with our phones. And this brings up, what's he going to look at on my phone? Oh, well, luckily I'm not a philandering sneaky motherfucker so whatever he wants right whatever he wants to look at he can look at i'm hiding nothing and it feels really good because i think i was a little bit of a sneaky kid in previous life shock me well my son is a fucking i'm joking now it's not shocking you're a sneaky bitch he so he (laughs) i am not anymore I'm not even close. Everything I have is is honest and out there. And it felt good to know, oh, my God, what's he going to look at? Oh, my God. It's kind of like when you're younger and there might be weed in the car and you see the police and you're terrified. Now I'm still terrified when I see the police, but I've done nothing fucking wrong and there's nothing in my car. And I have actually bitched about Scott being sick to several of my friends. So if he read my text, he'd probably be hurt a little bit, but nothing like cheating. Or listen to this podcast. Well, we all know that's never going to happen. So we don't uh, have to worry about that. You've said that before. I have, but he still bitch, listened to the one. The he listened to the five minutes and not since, I swear. Okay, next. All right, so would read you our rather, text and read our notes. Would you rather someone prank call all your contacts from your phone or someone use your apps to order food in cabs everywhere? The second one's just hilarious. I, I would just have him prank. My son pranked my, when well, my son was like three years old, he pranked my boss. He got a hold of my cell phone oh my and he God. picked my boss and he started sending him nasty in the moon. Oh my God. And my boss got so mad. He was like, he told my boss to go to hell and he was typing, this three years old, this kid does go to hell. Oh and all my this God. Stuff. Yeah, it was, maybe he was five. He must've been five because <clears> you can't spell it three. So when I, so when I finally got the phone off, when I saw it, I said, hey, Tommy, my son got my phone. That was him. So when I came into work on Monday, we told the story and we had a meeting that day. And everybody, when they said something, they said, you know what? If you don't knock it off, I'm going to have John's son text you. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think I would rather. Well, the prank call is certainly going to be cheaper. But the thing is, that's bad is that yeah. if someone uses your phone to prank call all your contacts, they're going to think I want to talk to them. And that's not cool. 
I don't want my ex-bosses and ex-coworkers and ex-whoever else is in there to see my name come up for any reason. I don't want to invite that many conversations. That's the thing I worry about is like having so to you engage don't clean with those them fucking out? people. Not, I haven't been good about it. I tried this year. I've been trying to be better, but no, generally I don't. I've thought about that. I have a good 10 people in there who are deceased, first of all. I do not clean them out ever. <laughs> not only that, Stuart and I share contacts. Up. We're in a cloud of contacts. So oh, we God. have every physician in the entire Pennsylvania, state of Pennsylvania. Like you cannot, I can't give you my contacts. If you want to do it with just my shithead friends, go ahead, do it. But I can't give you my contacts because it's thousands of physicians and thousands yeah, of coworkers. That's fucked and, up. You should not be sharing people. that. And right. It's not just mine. If it were just mine, yeah, go ahead, do what you got to do. And I'll be like, my kid's a dick or whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd rather not have you order f- food and rides. And I can't afford that shit. I got a very expensive car to pay for. Sorry. Okay. Now, next, next question. Would you rather someone read through all your text messages or your social media DMs? In other words, where are you behaving the worst? Text message or? They can read through my social media DMs. I have no problem with that. Same. I do nothing on there. I avoid them like the plague. I do. I'm an emoji responder on there. I'm a thumbs upper on my DMs, so they won't find anything good. Melissa? I don't really care. I don't really care. I don't have anything. Like, I'm I'm good now. I had an experience in the past where a good friend of mine read through my text, and it was super shitty and super bad. And I think since then... There has been nothing I've written. I think I, I think I don't do that anymore. I think I've been cool, cool. I, I think you can read either. I'm fine with it. All right, really? I wonder what happened that would make you. Did you just delete all the things that were embarrassing, or? No, I, I don't. I zero fucks. Like I really don't care if you think it's if somebody thinks mm. it's funny or fun to go through my to go through strands and strands. Uh, fine, go for it. I mean, sad, but go for it. Although. People are sad. I've watched Mallory sad sit on or Instagram. Drunk. Or drunk. I've watched Mallory sit on Instagram and go down rabbit holes for hours. And I think, how? Do, what the fuck do you care about all? Like, all they right, just go do. ahead. They just, just do. Go they ahead. Just have do. fun. Enjoy yourself. So fucking boring. Okay. Would you rather someone send an embarrassing photo to your boss from your phone or someone start liking all your ex's photos on social media from your account? That is oh. horrifying. <laughs> definitely the first one i don't even i mean if i had a boss i'd rather them see me naked than fucking like all my ex's pictures fuck that now they can t- they can like all my ex's pictures i don't care uh, i don't want anybody seeing me naked fuck that who cares all right the next one's very <laughs> telling about you as a person can't you wait ready? yeah do it would you rather someone look through your search history or your camera roll i'm camera roll all the way no way can anybody see my search history. I've searched the fuck, most fucked up shit ever. You can't go through my search history. Really? You don't <laughs> research anything weird? No. Never? No. I mean, I... I no. I gotta be honest with you. I, they could go through either, and I search some fucked up shit, too. I don't well, care what, that they know. What are you searching? What's, like, what's so... Oh, my God. Let me look at my history. I don't even know. How, do, how do you get your list? How do you get your... Uh, well if you're in chrome you go to history and then show full history so your search history is only the stuff that you put into google so you got to look for all the google shit history yeah i don't don't really have an embarrassing search history yeah i'm not finding it hold on what the hell have i searched uh most of it is you have to go to google most of it's like canine lymphoma most of it is yeah does does vitamin c infusions help like yeah, I think it's easier to find on your phone, John. Like if you go to. Well, I'm just saying. Like right now, I'm on. I'm trying to see if I go to. Okay, I was looking up my grandfather's, and then how to appraise jewelry online. Lookalike celebrities is on there. What does Gene Simmons look like? Young. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is how dumb I am. So this is mine. HTML cleaner, Philadelphia Phillies, summer camps near me. How do I pick my mic on a Mac on a Windows 10? Foods high in potassium and magnesium. Yeah, hey, they can, can I ask you, that. summer camps near me, what the fuck? Well, uh, we uh, that show that I'm on, there was a woman there who did a whole section on summer camps, kids going to summer camps. And so, you read out my kids? No. So what happened was I looked, in some, looked into some things about summer camp because I had to ask some questions. So I wanted to read up on it. Makes sense. 
So that's research. There's nothing embarrassing there. No, there wasn't anything embarrassing, but I'm just like, food's high in potassium and magnesium. Really? So, I mean, that's all I see right now. I don't see anything more than that. Yeah, you could search anything on my phone or my history. I'm fine with it. I'm kind of embarrassed to say that most of mine is me being nosy about celebrities. Oh. Right. But like it's like does Sarah Silverman have any sister? It's kind she of does. embarrassing. She's got two, She's I think. Three. Three one's sisters. A, yeah, one's a rabbi, one's a crack writer. I mean, no, yeah. writer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Next question. Let's see how many more of these. One, two, two more left. Ready? Go ahead. Okay. Would you rather someone take over one of your social media accounts or someone take over your work emails? I mean, this is assuming any of us work, which we don't, but <laughs> I would I rather know, take over my work emails. They can't do anything. They can't really do anything there. Or this one. This, I guess this is for teenagers because I don't do any of this shit. Like someone remotely start a live stream from your phone or somebody post your private messages as a public status. I don't have private messages. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, don't either. Your texts. Your texts. I, I don't really. Yeah, I'm too right. old for to care about any of this shit. Well, that's all why right. I feel like my my search. Do you want to do irrelevant. one? Do you want to do one? Well, I have a few. I can save them for next week. Or I, can, or I can give you one. You can okay. do one. You can do one because I mean, we're right we, around. Do we have other stuff we want to talk about instead? Or I do, we, I do but let it? me give you one. Would you right. rather lose your ability to lie or believe everything you're told? I would rather believe everything I'm told because I need my ability to lie. I think I'd rather lose my ability to lie. No. No way. I need that. I need that, to know what's the truth. That's self-preservation, man. That's a That's... skill that you... I've Listen, I've worked on that skill for years and years and years. <laughs> I'm a terrible liar, though. I don't like to lie. I'm not good at lying. I'd rather tell the truth all the time than have to believe everything is real. Because I know that that's... I know that other people are full of shit. So I don't want to lose that ability to sniff it out. Unlike you, I am an excellent liar. That is a good skill. I'm very skilled at sniffing out other people's bullshit. So I don't want to lose that, though. Hmm. What about you, Melissa? I think I would rather believe everything I'm told. You Most punk. of the time I do anyhow. I'm like, you, oh, really? You know why? Because both of you are sneaky snakes. That's why. Yeah, I can't. I can't lose my ability to lie. Both of you are sneaky, sneaky snakes. But yes. partially because it makes other people feel better when I lie to them. So because my true feelings are just fucked up. So Does it, I, though? Yes, That's true. If yes. I Does it? I loved seeing you today. It was so great. Hug, hug, kiss, kiss. We should get together more often. Go fuck yourself. I'm never going to see you again. Why not just say this was really fun? I'll, we'll figure out another time. I mean, I, I know, guess that is a lie. Yeah. Like, so in other words, you'd have to be in like the movie, The Invention of Lying, be like, well, this wasn't really that much fun. So I'm not yes. going to see you again. Liar, liar. Yes, yes, yes. So I mean, John I would lose I a lot of it. friends probably. Yes. Yes. Who needs it? That's what I have to say. Who needs it? But I always thought that movie was flawed in that you could just choose to say nothing. Like, why do you have to say, like, this wasn't that much fun? Because it's quiet, and, and you, you fill the quiet with words. People fill the quiet with words, and well, oftentimes those words I think you just keep some shit are... to yourself, though. It's not lying to just be like, I just masturbated. Now we can go on our date. Like, why would you even do that? Like, just fucking don't say that. Just keep it to yourself. Be You're private. So prude. I'm surprised you used that as a reference. You're so prude. <laughs> That's from the movie. Wait a minute. If someone asks you a question and you don't answer it, that's lying by omission. So if you can't lie... You can't lie by that's omission. That's true, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, in the movie, they offer up all this truthful information that no one has asked them, and I think that that's that's the one. The reason I use that as an example is because that's the one time I was like, well, he didn't really need to know that. You could have just not lied about that and kept it to yourself. Yeah, I there guess. are people who need to fill the silence with words, and when things just start coming out, I mean, you can't can't be the truth. <laughs> you have to throw some shit in there. <laughs> To fill the quiet air. Uh, maybe I underestimate how much I bullshit people on a regular basis. Maybe you I, do. Let's try I, for I one might, week I to might. keep track of it. Get a no, pen. No, I don't think I can. I'm already right. doing it right now as we speak. Exactly. So <laughs> so clearly we know you lied already on which one you would rather. I didn't um, lie. I just didn't think through it, I think. All right. That's one a good more, question, though. There's one more story this week that blew me away. This okay. woman in Canada was flying to Toronto, either from Quebec or somewhere. It was just, which I think it's Quebec because it's only like a 45-minute flight. She falls asleep on the plane, and when she wakes up, it is pitch black and her phone is dead. She is the only human on the plane. What? The plane flew the 45-minute flight. Is that it a real land- story? Yes, it landed. And it taxied, it unloaded, and then it just went and parked somewhere else. And the whole plane was shut down. It was with pitch her black on it. With her, she was sleeping, and they did not clear the plane properly. 
right? Okay, so she wakes up and she doesn't have her phone. It's not charged. So she can't, she stumbles her way. Well, first of all, what would you do? Scream at the top of my ever loving lungs. And when nobody came, because nobody heard you, because you're in a sealed closed plane, nowhere near the airport. I'd try to look out the window or was she in a box or was she outside? Do they have a garage for plane? Don't they like, do they taxi in a garage? No, I think she was outside. Okay, so she could at least see that she wasn't flying. You know, like that they put in the animals when they're going to Africa. You know, was like she that kind in of a thing. box? She was not cargo. She was in a fucking seat. They put her in a box and said, "Do not wait." I don't know if they park planes in a big plane garage. I don't know. Okay, not a garage. She was on like on a, a runway. Yeah. yeah, but but parked a parked part of the runway outside. But she could see that she wasn't flying or Correct. sailing. Correct. All right, so I would sailing. look out the window, and then if I open the window, <laughs> she said she was sailing. She could have been on go. a boat. Uh, you know, I'm saying she knows she's like on dry land and she can just open the door and get out. I would open the door and get out. You, okay. you realize that it's like 40 to 50 feet drop to the to the ground, right? Yes. There's steps. No. Where's there the steps, no steps at? There's no gangway taking her. There's oh, just a shit. wild 40, she said, 40 to 50 foot drop to the ground. Can you turn on the plane and like radio anybody? Is there a key? How yeah. do you turn on a plane? Well, once she got out of the box. I'm trying to be creative, but you seem to shoot me down at every turn, Melissa. Well, once she got out of the box, Jessica, I'm pretty sure she would have Did the box have air holes? <laughs> off the boat onto the plane and then <laughs> take the train to the Listen, plane. Listen, I'm just, I'm plane. imagining things. That's hey, all. I'm just quick saying. question. Which airport did she fly into? She flew into. Flied Tur- into. I hate she, you. She flighted into Toronto. Toronto. Okay, so she was in a city. Could she see the city in the distance? Yeah, so here's what she did. She okay. felt her way to the front of the plane into the cockpit, and that's like a dream. I mean, they don't put covers on those windows. She felt around the exit thing, and she f- pulled everything she could and got the door open. And then, like John said, there was a 40 to 50... In the cockpit, she found... I'm sorry, she found a flashlight. There was a 40 to 50-foot drop that she was not about to jump. So she shined her flashlight out in the middle of the night and somebody on a luggage cart going by saw her flashlight and heard her scream, I'm sure. That was smart. And uh, managed to get her out of there. I might have tied all of the um, flotation devices together and then hooked it onto the steering wheel so that I could shimmy down. My question is, did she take Ambien before heading on a 45-minute flight? Because Maybe. how do you sleep through with takeoff, landing, everybody walking? It was a mostly empty flight, the the paper said. Why didn't um, they see her? It's just fuck that about her Maybe medication. she was sure. They should have seen her. Yeah. And the other thing is, she now can't sleep in the dark or at night because she oh, has PTSD. And all I hear is... Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah. The lawsuit with that airline is going well, wouldn't to Wouldn't you? I mean, she probably can't sleep. That's horrifying. She can so sleep just fine. <laughs> she says she has PTSD. I like don't darkness know. And, I don't and, know and if boxes. I would be able to sleep after that. You know what? I had a bug one time. Like, I had water bugs in my apartment. And one time I put on a pair of jeans and a bug started crawling up my leg. To this day, I don't like taking pants out of a drawer. I have no pants in a drawer. I will never put pants in a drawer ever again. And I'm not saying I can sue anyone. But if I could have, That's pretty I quirky. would have. Because I'm still but here's the traumatized thing. by having a bug crawl up my... How long ago was so this? Chooch. Was this... This was last week. 17 you, years ago. The bug The bug. 17 years thing. ago. 17 like, years ago, when listen, I met Scott, you so have like been a functioning person for 17 years. It hasn't hurt you one little bit. You don't deserve a dime. Okay, but I'm saying, imagine waking up in the pitch darkness on a plane like you would not be able to fall asleep again without worrying that you couldn't wake up where you were. Oh, stop it. I'd, you kidding me? I would have probably slept Jess, until somebody came back to get the Jess, plane where again. where do you keep your pants? She Hang hangs them up. up. I have shelves in my closet, and I fold up the jeans and put them on the shelves, and then the nice pants I hang on a hanger. All right. I have I have like sweatpants in there, but you can shake that shit out before. Right. Not that I do. I mean, I you know. How many bugs sw- fell out? Like how many bugs pajama fell pants? out since since the seventeen years? How many bugs have you shook out of your pants? None. There you go. Exactly. John's saying you're going to be aight. That's what he's saying. Yeah, you'll be. Aight. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm saying I don't. I. You get the PTSD. You I was. Get it. I was not cool with bugs or yeah i'm still i don't want to go near a bug i don't kill bugs i don't look at bugs they don't look at me i don't want to have anything to do with it i don't like them um, either 
I get it. I do. I get it. John, our last story for today before we wrap it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh, no. Um, is our walk-ins really welcome? You posted this and I thought, you know what? I went this morning to get pedicures with my kids and it says walk-ins welcome. And we walked in. They weren't very welcoming. Do you go to somebody's house unannounced and just Never, knock on the door ever. and walk in? Okay, so right, like right now, there is a mixer that's sitting at Jessica's house that I've been dying to get my hands on. <laughs> okay. And I haven't figured out a way to come over and pick it up yet because I don't know when is a good time to come over and get it. Well, just text me before you're on I, your way. See Maybe what I'm saying? Is, but I, I don't just come over and knock on the door and say, hey, no, by the way, I'd can probably I probably not be wearing a bra? Mostly. Or pants. In our house, it's pants. Nobody ever wears fucking pants. Right. The right. knock on the door is the worst panic sound, worse than a bug in your pants that you can yep. imagine. So yep. my cousin, the Jimmy, like Uh-oh. there'll be times where he'll come in and he'll see the door open. He just walks in and opens the door. Like he just walks, opens up the door and walks in. Like I could have been doing, I don't know, anything. I could be sick. I think you should. But is your cousin, aren't you used to the Jimmy just coming? Like there no. was a period of time when I knew Laura could drop in here at any moment. No, I, you know, I'm still getting used to it. So it's weird because like the one time he came here and I was sitting here in my underwear, but I just didn't, you know, because I came downstairs and my oh, pants were right. drying and I'm just sitting here in my underwear. And it's just like he comes walking in. You're like, holy shit, who's coming in the door? And I, you know, now my kids sometimes, now they're all driving. And I don't have a problem with that, but it's just a really weird panic feeling when you hear the door open. Oh, yeah. Total panic. I think you should give them an it serves your right situation where you should text me ahead of time to say, I'm on my way over. That's all. Put on pants or take your parts out of your hands or put the girl away. Whatever it is. Sorry, sorry Sam. There's no common cur- Common courtesy where you would just let me know that you're on your way so I can prepare you know, maybe the house is a shithole. Maybe I don't have, maybe I got shoes and dirty yeah. clothes all over the place. You know, I live by myself. I don't always have the place in tip-top shape. By the way, is that Windex sitting on your counter over it there? It is. Yeah. So maybe you are cleaning up. Maybe this spontaneity of, of your family and friends is keeping you on top of your game. No, it's not at all. I just have happened to have some cleaning supplies down here because I was cleaning <laughs> the office up a little bit. Yeah, pants. That's the big thing here. Yeah. I know when I come home, the kids will not have pants on. So if I need help emptying the car, I have to close the garage door behind me once I pull in so that they can pantslessly help me <laughs> empty the car or do whatever I need done. So what anyway, I've been... I don't, well, I would never go over to someone's house and just knock on the door ever. Ha- but I've texted before and said, I'm going to be in your neighborhood in like half an hour. Are you around? Yeah, that's perfectly fine because at that time I can lie to you and say, no, I'm sorry. I have to go out exactly. somewhere. And I prefer you do if you're A, not wearing pants, B, right. holding yourself or C, you know. Anything filthy. else. Right. Anything else. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking to myself... How many people, like, I have to lock my doors now. Because the other day he tried to come in and all of a sudden, you know, he's like, he ran into the door and he's like, hey. And I'm like, I'm busy. And he's like, yeah, I want to come down. And I'm like, yeah, can't. Sorry. Really? You sent him away? Yeah, I sent him away. Because, well, this was because he didn't have a phone and he decided he wasn't going to have a phone. He was just going to drop in and talk to me like he would when he called me on the phone. And I said, call me on the phone. He goes, you know, I don't have a phone. I go, not my problem. Okay, wait. Who, Jimmy doesn't have a phone? He dropped his phone in his work truck, and his work truck had a hole in the floor, and it bounced and went right out the hole of the floor of his truck. So he lost his phone for like a week. So he didn't have a phone. It was glorious. Jessica, but it, if you dropped your phone out of your car and it bounced and it was gone, how long would it take you to get a new phone? Well, uh, one less than one day. Right. Less than one day. Well, he decided that he doesn't need a phone. And then no. he's not going to get a phone. The Jimmy does not need a phone. That's what he said. Although he has. You better wor- start locking those doors. So I do. But what the thing about it was he runs a business that's outdoors. You know what I mean? He's he's constantly going to. It's not an indoor business. He, so he has to have a cell phone to run his business and to communicate with his workers. And all this. He says, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to have them call my daughter who works with him, too. And I said, listen, that's just because. Yeah. I said, you need a phone. And he's like, I'm not getting one. I said, well, then, you know what? Stop. So then when he tried to get in the house. I said, no, no, call me on the phone. He goes, I don't have a phone. I said, go back to your brother's shop, go in there and call me on the phone. 
You're not Go coming to AT and T and get a new fucking phone. What are you talking about? Don't right. find another phone. Get your phone. My my son crashed my iPad. I went to get my haircut and the floor is cement on the thing, and he dropped it while playing with it, and it smashed. And like within a day, I had a new. One. I couldn't take it. I mean, I'm yeah. so addicted to that thing now. I went right to the Apple store, and then when they wouldn't be able to fix it at Best Buy, I went. I, like I they I made an appointment for Best Buy when they didn't fix it. I went. I mean, I was like, I can't have dinner. I gotta go. And I like went down there instead of eating dinner with my family to get a new iPad. I couldn't. I can't look at a cracked screen. Right. Dinner on the road, friends. Let's go. We're going to get a new ranking appointment, waiting for four hours at Apple. It's painful. Absolutely. That's wrong. Hey, dear listener, thank you so much for tuning in to us today. We loved having you here. We're glad to be back together as the trio that you know and love. And you can find us on social media at Listen Brilliant and all of your favorite places. And you can email us Feel free to jump in, Jessica. You can email us at... Oh, don't you I'm dare. sorry. Uh, you're doing so well. Oh, what? yeah. If you'd like to contact us, please check us out. Brilliantobservations at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Listen Brilliant. Also, our website is brilliantobservations.com. If you want any of the show notes from today, I don't know why you would, because you just listen to the whole show. Um, thank you guys so much for listening today. Thank you so much to John and Melissa for being brilliant and funny as always. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. 